This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, APAS releases initial results of a survey of farmers who faced grain delivery contract defaults due to drought and the penalties. We have an update from Sasquheat on the wheat market outlook. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada outlines a $1.75 million project to expand the use of crops for food alternatives. Real Agriculture talks about inflation on the farm. We discuss trade talks between Canada and Southeast Asia. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. APAS has released initial results of a survey of Saskatchewan farmers who faced contract default on grain deliveries this year due to drought. 200 farmers have responded, with some facing bankruptcy due to the drought and contract shortfalls. The survey found 75% of respondents could not fulfill their grain contracts due to drought. The farmers are paying penalties and fees of $20,000 to $300,000 to grain companies. Interest charges were as high as 19%. Many farmers said they will not be working with the same company in the future. The survey between the end of August to the end of November found a need for a standard contract resolution. APAS is advising farmers to seek legal advice if needed and reach out to the farm stress line if necessary. The survey found smaller companies were more aggressive with farmers. The latest market outlook from Sask Wheat says wheat prices continued to rise over the week. Canadian wheat exports are down 39% from last year at this time. Compiled by Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting, the outlook says Perry wheat values remain strong. Supplies remain tight and there's still seven months to cover this season. She adds the new strain of COVID-19 has caused some uncertainty. Spring wheat at Minneapolis was up 23 cents a bushel last week, but declined 16 cents yesterday due to concerns over the new strain of the coronavirus. Here's a quick rundown on the major trades in the cash markets last week. Egypt issued an international tender for wheat late in the week. Jordan passed on the 120,000 ton wheat tender. Turkey bought 385,000 tons of 12.5 and 13.5 protein wheat, paying around $30 higher per ton than they did last October. The Philippines bought around 100,000 tons of feed wheat likely from Australia, priced in the range of 340 to 350 US dollars per ton CNF for FEDMART shipment. South Korea passed at its feed wheat tender, where the lowest offer was at 356 per ton. US weekly sales were at a six-week high at 568,000 tons. 
Rail access for Canadian wheat exports closed down again yesterday to the West Coast as a precaution against more mudslides. Borscht says wheat values, though, remain strong. We think prairie wheat values will continue to be strong and the outlook remains largely unchanged. Rail disruptions will put pressure on Saskatchewan basis levels for now, but we think long-term impacts may be avoided unless there are further disruptions to the rail movement going west. The Australian crop, although large, may not have the quality that buyers were counting on and that's supporting the markets. Durham wheat. Global Durham prices were mixed last week, and after trending sideways for three weeks, prices in Italy fell by about five euros a ton. Bits in the St. Lawrence rose by eight euros to 609, and prices in Spain were unchanged at about 540 euros per ton. We see that Morocco is back in the markets in spite of the uh, much improved domestic crop. Algeria has imported 202,000 tons of Canadian Durham year to date, which is up slightly from last, which is up significantly 24% from last year to date. However, we won't have a lot of volume to keep supplying them. Week 16, Canadian Durham exports were 51,000 tons for a season total of a million tons, which is 61% of last year's volume. Old crop nearby Durham will be under pressure while the movement west is restricted, but strong U.S. values should put a floor on prices. In the meantime, eastern movement will be even more dominant. New crop bids may warrant a look by farmers. Moving on to the U.S. U.S. winter wheat planting is 94% complete. Crop conditions fell 2% from last week to 44% good to excellent which is still 1% higher than last year's. Marlena Borsch compiles the weekly market outlook for the Sasquheat website. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Protein Industries Canada has outlined a $1.7 million project to develop and showcase new plant-based protein products for the world. CEO Bill Gruel says the project partners Ontario company YoFit with Regina-based Avena Foods and Roquette Canada of Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. YoFit is a consumer packaged goods company. They do alternative milk and uh, create products for consumers. But the interesting part about this project is that we put them in collaboration with Avena Foods and Roquette Canada, which many of your listeners, Jim, will know. Ingredient manufacturers in Western Canada working directly with food manufacturers in Ontario. I think it's a great news story. What is the partnership all about? Yeah, so this is a $1.75 million project, and it's about developing new products and incorporating Western Canadian ingredients into the product portfolio already of YoFit. So consumers might be able to find some of your foot products on the store shelves today in stores like Claws. They do an alternative uh, milk and some other products. So this is really about incorporating Western Canadian ingredients into this product pipeline. And I think that's important because it, again, creates new markets and new opportunities for Western Canadian farmers. It helps uh, with supply chain issues that we're all struggling with in the agri-food sector in Canada these days. 
and it's just another outlet for the great products that companies like Avena and Roquette Canada are creating. Which kind of crops are we talking about? Yeah, so this will span yellow peas for the most part and oats and other pulses. So a pretty broad cross-section of crops that we produce in Western Canada and that are processed by those ingredient manufacturers in Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And this is turning them into alternative products, like you said, like milk and that kind of thing. Yeah, you bet. And so YoFit is a really interesting business because it's a new Canadian. She uh, started up this business on her own a couple of years ago. It's growing very rapidly. She's got good access to grocery store chains throughout Canada. And so every time that we can put Canadian and Western Canadian ingredients in those products is a good day for us. You've included Avena Foods of Regina in all this. Just uh, expand on that, the process there. What's happening? Yeah, so Avena Foods, as many people know, is an ingredient manufacturer with facilities just south of Regina and out at Port of the Prairie, Manitoba. And it's some really interesting technology. They, they use a process called tempering to create pulse flowers that have great functionality for the inclusion of ingredients in things like beverages and alternative dairy and uh, alternative meat products. And so the collaboration between the ingredient manufacturer in Western Canada and the food manufacturing in, in Toronto is great because often it's true that, ingredient, that food manufacturers that don't and work all day every day in Western Canada don't necessarily know about all the great ingredients that we can provide. So every time that we can create connections between those food manufacturers and our ingredient processors in the West is a great day. Naveen has been such a great partner of ours. They're involved in a lot of projects, and they've got really great ingredients that food manufacturers are, are wanting to try out. And Roquette is based in what, Portage La Prairie, if I remember correctly, and they, they process, what is it? Uh, outline that for me. Yeah, so Roquette, uh, just maybe two weeks ago, announced the grand opening of the world's largest wet fractionation facility for pea processing in the world. And so that's a facility at Port La Prairie, Manitoba. The primary crop that they're processing is yellow peas into protein, what's called protein isolates, which is used in a lot of different food manufacturing. That's beverages, it's alternative meats, it's alternative dairy. And so again, you know, just bringing in those Western Canadian produced ingredients into food products that we're producing in Canada, both for the domestic and hopefully someday for the export market is great. But Roquette, again, this is creating customer connections for them to have the pea isolates that they're producing at the world's largest processing facility and portage into food products that you and I find on the store shelves. That's a great day for us as well. Bill Gruel is the CEO of Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm now joined by Sean Haas. He is with RBC Dominion Securities in Lethbridge, Alberta. Sean, how are you? Good, really good. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, important topic, I think, because you know you turn on Bloomberg, you turn on CNBC, Fox Business, really maybe even the CB, like the nightly news. All everybody's talking about is inflation. So from your perspective, as a farmer or rancher, and you've got a lot of ag clients, how worried should farmers and ranchers be about inflation? 
Well, in some ways, I think your your farmers are probably in in a lot of ways set up to benefit from the the trend of inflation. I mean, what are the two biggest assets of of most farmers? Well, they're producing commodities, and they've got a lot of real estate, which are if we look at inflation, those are typically two areas that tend to run counter to inflation. So I say that, but I, I mean, I know there's more to it. There, you know, there is other factors that need to be need to be looked at. So I, I do think, though, that we are seeing an increase. I just talked to a, a client today who mentioned that uh, their, you know, their fertilizer price went from, you know, 675 to like $1,200 for next year. So you really have to uh, start to pay attention to those those kind of increases, right? That we're seeing right now. So when we hear numbers like three percent, I think this this last week it was four point seven percent. Are can like historically are those numbers where people are like, ooh, this is uh, like this is a problem? Is are these numbers to get excited about? I do think that we are seeing some numbers right now that are are getting very high, even when we look back historically and start to make some comparisons. But I think you have to you have to focus a little bit on what's causing it. So, you know, right now one of the big factors for sure that I'm seeing is the supply chain issue. Um, that's got to be having an impact. Do I think that one's maybe the long term one? Probably not. I think that's starting to wane. Like we are seeing shipping costs actually going down, even though the time is still very delayed uh, for for getting stuff to you know out of port and and moving. But I think the the real area that that needs to get the attention is actually housing because that's where kind of worldwide right now we're seeing a huge increase uh, there and it's probably accounting for about forty percent I think of the the CPI number that we're seeing right now so that's a pretty big component uh, of that index so you know housing has has increased and that's not just in one particular market I think we're seeing that in a lot of areas some areas of course North America for sure at a faster pace than like Japan or, or uh, Europe. Yeah, but you, you just go to a, you look at Vancouver and the house prices there and what it takes to just have a modest two bedroom house. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just staggering when, especially when you compare that's the house we have on the farm versus like what kind of, how much money would you need to buy that similar house in some of the major cities like Toronto? It is, it is pretty staggering. So from an investment standpoint, you kind of alluded to this at the beginning is if I do have some money to invest, am I best just to keep on putting it into land, investing in the future? Um, or is it to look at other vehicles to try to diversify that? Or in this kind of inflationary environment, what, what do I do? How do I look at this? Well, I think, you know, because you're farming, you do have, you're obviously exposed uh, well to, to a couple of the areas that are going to probably benefit from this trend. But I'm also a believer in getting some money off farm. And if you have a surplus, which most of uh, most producers have had a pretty decent 10 year run here are starting to accumulate. So I, I think when you start to look in those areas, it, it's tough because that's so specific to how you're wired. And I think right now, if I look at the investment landscape and I kind of compare it to driving a car, um, I'm a believer in if we're on a hundred kilometer zone, there are times when it's okay to drive 125k, and that would have been, you know, we were we were really starting to put the push the gas, starting a little bit in February, but really March and April of 2020. So that's where, if somebody came in, I had a client that sold a business and and they were wanting to get going. We were we were gas pedaling and and moving them into the market fairly quickly. I think if that same occurrence was happening today, 
Um, I'm definitely not, you know, going 125 today. I'm probably starting to tap the brakes a little bit and I'm probably slowing closer to a little over the, the speed limit or, or right around it. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Freezing rain warning for southern Saskatchewan has now ended. The freezing rain was to end near noon and the warning has ended. It's supposed to be partly cloudy with 30% chance of rain showers. Wind southeast 30 gusting to 50 becoming southwest 20 this afternoon. The high today plus 3, the low minus 2. Tomorrow increasing cloudiness. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50. The high plus 8. 60% chance of evening showers, the low minus 2. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high zero, the low minus nine. Friday, sunny, the high minus six, the low minus 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus seven, the low minus 11. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus six, the low minus 11. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus five. Normal high for this date is minus six, the normal low is minus 17. The sun rose at 8.36 this morning. It sets at 4.59 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Maple Creek in the southwest corner at 11 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay, minus 18. Estevan, plus 1. Saskatoon, minus 1. Swift Current, plus 6. Weyburn, 0. Yorkton, minus 4. In Regina, with light rain, it's 0. That's 32 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 19. Humidity is 92%. The barometer falling, 101.0. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, plus 4. Winds are from the southwest at 28, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina, some light rain. It's zero. That's 32 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Agribition President Chris Lees is happy with attendance and interest in last week's week-long show in Regina. The show opened after a delay of two years. COVID forced postponement of last year's show. Lee says attendance won't be on par with the 121,000 from 2019 due to no school tours and travel restrictions. But he says there were many people in the barns just happy to be back in the business of showcasing and selling cattle. The one thing we always got to keep in mind about this thing, it's a world-class event. People want to be here. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, we're going to get nothing but improvements in 2022. People are talking about coming back already. How have sales been this week? They've been really good. I mean, our averages are good. We've had high prices. I can't even tell you what the highest price is, but we were, you know, $30,000, dollars $60,000. Yeah, sales have been excellent. And people, you know, that's the thing. We missed last year. 
and they wanted to get here to, to start buying some more genetics and improving the program again. Of course, international visitor numbers are down, but there have been some sales overseas. There definitely has been, you know, and, and they will be uh, semen packages and embryos, etc. Um, you know, all these sales were online, and you could watch it from Scotland or England or Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, wherever you wanted. Uh, but we did have nearly 100 guests here that were international. We're able to get out of their country and get into our country, and we are, we're pleased that they were able to be here. They were doing business in the barns as well. What impact has COVID-19 had on agribition? Well, it's been a, you know, it's been a strain for sure. But in saying that, um, you know, we've worked our way through it. We made the commitment this spring, Agribition made the commitment this spring that we were going to have a show come hell or high water, really. And uh, it was going to take someone bigger than us to tell us we couldn't have it. So we're just happy she we got her off the ground. And that's the talks in the barns and the trade show exhibitors, the rodeo people. They're all saying the same thing. Boy, we're glad this is up and running. And bigger and better next year. It's going to be bigger and better next year. Chris Lees of Arcola is the president of Canadian Western Agribition. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Cereals Canada is applauding the announcement of free trade agreement negotiations between Canada and the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. The Director of Market Analysis and Trade Policy with Cereals Canada, Daniel Ramage, is calling for expedited parliamentary processes to enable the start of negotiations in early 2022. Well, this is positive news for, uh, for Canada and uh, for Canadian farmers and exporters in particular, and that's because... Uh, the ASEAN region is such a, a fast-growing uh, and important source, especially for diversification and growth uh, looking towards the future for Canadian agriculture products. So this is a, 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 an agreement that we've been advocating for since consultation started back in 2018. Uh, and so the announcement uh, this week of the start of uh, of the negotiation process is something that we view very positively. Ramage says a group of 10 countries are involved with the free trade talks. There's a group of 10 countries uh, and they're all across Southeast Asia and uh, some of those countries include very important destinations for Canadian cereal products. Uh, countries like Indonesia for example which is our number two uh, export destination uh, in most years, other places like uh, uh, Malaysia and Singapore and Thailand and Vietnam, these are all uh, very big markets, very important and, and, uh, and fast-growing markets, uh, most importantly. So that's where the opportunity lies, uh, and that's where stronger trade relationships underpinned by uh, rules-based trade and science-based trade uh, which is an opportunity that we, we hope to achieve through these negotiations, is something that, uh, that we can look forward to. Canada has some long-standing relationships with many of these countries. We have, we have. And, uh, you know, you think of a country like Indonesia, they're one of the world's largest wheat importers. And so we've been, uh, we've been supplying them with wheat for a long time. Uh, this uh, agreement is an opportunity to deepen those connections. Some of, the, some of the countries within this uh, group of ASEAN members already have trade agreements with Canada. 
Uh, if you think of Vietnam, for example, we do have trade connections through the CPTPP, uh, which came into force a few years ago. Um, but some of the countries uh, we don't have current agreements with, places like uh, the Philippines or Thailand, for example, and uh, as I mentioned, Indonesia. And so that's where the opportunity lies, especially with these countries where we don't have existing agreements. Uh, this will be an opportunity to really deepen the connections uh, and the, the uh, rules that support our agriculture exports within those markets. Ramage says the deal is important to remain competitive with other nations. Well, and uh, that's a good point. Within the region, we've seen Australia uh, moving quickly to build ties and, and trade deals with a lot of these countries uh, because that market is right in their back door, uh, after all, or in their backyard. Uh, and, uh, and so that's where Canada, to remain competitive, uh, needs to, to move quickly as well. Ramage hopes discussions can begin early in the new year. Daniel Ramage is the Director of Market Analysis and Trade Policy with Cereals Canada. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 17.91 at 9.55.72. One red spring wheat dropped 6.50 at 4.58.93. The rest were unchanged. Durham 707.72. Feed barley 383.64. Flax 1468.62. Lentils 986.50. Oats 566.63. Yellow peas, $608.61. Feed wheat, $261.65. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat was up seven and three quarter cents at ten fifty a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 30th. Our last regular sale is on November 24th. The market was better than it has been for a while. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.62 cents to $0.72. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.52 cents to $0.62. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.50. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar fifteen. We had a pre-sorted all breeds calf sale here on Monday. Three hundred to four hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and forty-two cents. It sold up to two dollars and fifty-nine cents. Four hundred to four fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty-seven cents. It sold up to two dollars and fifty-four cents. Four fifty to five hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and twenty-three cents. It sold up to two dollars and fifty-four cents. Five hundred to five fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and sixteen cents. It sold up to two dollars and twenty. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and seven cents and sold up to two dollars and seventeen cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety nine and sold up to two dollars and thirteen cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety four and sold up to two dollars and 
82 cents. And 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $1.97. Depending on the weight, heifers were 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 435 pound black steers at $2.53 a pound, a group of 550 pound tan steers at $2.17 a pound, a load of 600 pound black steers at $2.06 a pound, a group of 650 pound tan steers at $1.99 and a half cents a pound, a group of 700 pound tan steers at $1.97 a pound, and a group of 800 pound exotic steers at $1.87 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 164.88 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The president and CEO of Royal Helium considers the provincial government's announcement of an action plan to support the helium industry quite meaningful. Andrew Davidson says it's rare to see a government take a stance like this, supporting the industry right from exploration to export. It usually would happen after the fact. He believes the action plan is especially welcomed by the exploration sector. For Royal Helium, Davidson says it will help with the capital costs of acquiring the facilities needed to bring everything online to process helium. The company has land throughout southern Saskatchewan and has been drilling near Climax, Weyburn and Estevan. Davidson explains that helium is critical for the healthcare and high-tech industries. It's used in MRI machines and in building microchips, semiconductors and fiber optics. He believes with the government's support, Saskatchewan could become a major supplier of helium. On the markets, the TSX is down 334 points at 20,814. The Dow has fallen 547 points at 34,588. Oil has dropped three dollars four cents to sixty six ninety one a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down fifty one hundredths of a cent at seventy eight point zero one cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.